Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on doing the word, living the word, and following the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. We are ready. Okay. Good morning, family. Um, Father God, thank you for this union. Thank you for these last two weeks, which have been revealing, which have given so much insight and so much joy at the same time. Um, it's really hard for me and I'm learning these last couple of weeks to pray. Uh, yesterday I took, you know, I opened the door. The door was open rather and I walked through it. And uh, I'm gonna thank Malcolm for that because the Lord was holding my hand and he was pushing me and I obeyed. And I think what we have to do is obey and trust. Um, I appreciate all the beautiful prayers. I think it was tender. I think it was sweet. I think it was eye-opening. And I thank you, Jesus, for all of that. Um, I pray that the journey continues in the same positive manner that it has been. Um, the fact that I'm opening my mouth, the fact that Pastor Kai called on me, this is a big thing for me to pray out loud. And thank you, Jesus. Thank you for giving me the courage to say, yes, I'll pray out loud. Um, and I thank you for all the blessings, uh, for all the struggle before and after the consecration. Um, it's, it's been encouraged and it's given um, encouragement to continue on. And in Jesus' name, Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for um, today, Lord, that we've gathered before you. Um, my, prayers, my prayers today are just based on a grateful heart, Lord. Our hearts are full for what you've done for us, Lord, in this week, this week of um, historical moments, Lord, of um, letting this inauguration go really well and for placing um, the leadership we need, Lord, to change the course of this land, Lord. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for this week of feasting, um, for the words you've all you've placed in all of our hearts, Lord. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the time of prayer that we've all either individually had or collectively, Lord. Our hearts are full for the miracles that you've actually performed in people's lives this week, Lord. You know each and every one of us, um, knowingly or knowingly, the, the spoken words, what we've shared, what we've not shared. Everyone has gone through some level of blessing. And for that, Lord, we are grateful. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for open doors, for doors that are yet to open that we don't even know about, Lord. We just want to thank you in advance. Our hearts are for I keep saying that I don't know what I'll do without a relationship with God so even the opportunity of getting to know you Lord is everything and I think we all feel that way that knowing God is knowing ourselves and knowing exactly what his plans are for our lives and for that we are grateful thank you Jesus for everything you've done from the bottom of our heart and as we go into a time of prayer Lord I ask for revelations I ask for you to touch the lives of each and every one of us um, 
um, as we proceed into a new week, Lord, that even as we go into this last week of prayer, that we're going to see, um, I mean, miracles, like things happen that we never imagined could happen, Lord. Most of all, may everything that we gain here not be kept to ourselves, that we could go out, Lord Jesus, and also touch the lives of others, because that's the whole idea behind ministry, Lord, to able to like affect the lives of those that are hurt and those that really need to know you, Lord. So our hearts are full, and I just thank you from the bottom of our heart for all that you've done for us. In Jesus' name. Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you to say thank you, Father God. As was prayed earlier about miracles, Father God, it was a miracle that we all woke up this morning, Father God. So I pray that we all look at the simple things, dear Lord, the small things mm -hmm. that we may deem to be small that we take for granted of just waking up this morning, Father God, that that is a true miracle. I thank you so much for this group, oh Lord. I thank you for all of the men that were on the, on the fellowship last night. It was so great to be amongst them. I pray, oh Lord, that this word that goes forth today penetrates us. That not only do we hear the word, that we apply the word that is given to us, oh Lord. We, we, we hear it all the time, and you, you make it so plain and so simple to us, Father God, so easy for us to get it and understand it, but it is us who complicates this. Dear Lord, I pray that this day we all truly understand and apply what we're learning on this day, Heavenly Father. I want to lift up all the families that are represented here, Father God, those who are not. I just say... Thank you again for my pastors and, and everyone on this group, Father God. Thank you for getting me back into, I wanted to say home. I've always been home, Father God, but thank you for getting me back to KHAL uh, as not a broken man, Father God, but as a testimony of your word and what you have put forth that I am a walking testimony. If anyone wants to know what journey I've been on Jesus. and, 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 and the miracles and, and the blessings that God, as I shared last night, Heavenly Father, as you know, uh, 2020 was mm. the worst year of my entire life. But as we say, it was the worst year of my entire life, Heavenly Father. It was the best year of my entire life as well, Father God. I just want to say I love you. I want to say thank you again. In Jesus' name we pray. Ooh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Father, I just thank you this morning for just being who you are. I thank you for waking us up this morning and waking us up with a mind to worship you, a mind to serve you and to choose you again and again. I thank you for the mind to resist the enemy, the strength that you've given us to do that. Father, I thank you for the washing of your word during this time and renewing our mind every day, strengthening us every day. I thank you, Lord, for revealing our true identities to us, allowing us to see where we were allowing us to see where you want us to be. I thank you, Lord, for your healing. 
for setting us free during this time, the strength to detach from the old man and to move forward in newness. Mm -hmm. I thank you for the unity and the community on this line. Father, I thank you for just being who you are. I thank you for your sweet spirit. I thank you for your healing power. Thank you. I just thank you for who you are, for allowing us to be in your presence again and again and again. We honor you. We honor you. I really, really thank you for allowing us to wake up with a mind to worship. Thank you that our life is worship. It's not just one or two things that we do <clears throat> throughout the day. It is everything we do, we do as unto you and we do it in faith. So Father, I thank you even for our family and our friends that are in the, all the people that are attached to us that are being healed because we choose to walk in our healing and we choose to walk free and we choose to not let go of you and we choose to move forward. I thank you. I thank you. Even for those that are considered our enemies, I thank you even for, <clears throat> even for their healing. I thank you, God. I thank you. I thank you for setting us free. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless your name, God. Father, I come to you this morning, God, with very few words on my tongue this morning, God, just knowing that your gratefulness prevailed throughout this week, God. Just, just coming in your presence this morning, God, with a heart of thanksgiving, knowing that you have started a good work in each and every one of our lives, God. And because of our faithfulness, God, we will see your glory manifested in the end. Father, I thank you for the pruning. I thank you for the stripping. I thank you for taking us through the fire this week, God. Father, I thank you for allowing your word to penetrate in our hearts and in our minds this past week, God. Father, I, I, I'm grateful this morning that you allowed us to dig deeper in your word, God, and spend more time in your presence this past week, God. Just sitting and being quiet and being still meditating on your word and listening, God, to hear from you. So, Father, this morning as we come in your presence, God, I ask that you continue to do a good and mighty work in each and every one of our lives, God. As the word goes forth today, God, let it take root in our hearts and in our minds and in our souls today, God. Father, we ask that you do a new thing in us this morning, God. Father, let us put aside all the things that were hindering us and were baggage on our on the last 14 or 13 days, God. And let us learn how to move forward, God, in knowing who you are, God, because you are the love of our lives, God. So, Father, 
we pour out our hearts to you, God, of gratitude this morning, God. Not a heart of worry, God, or a heart of fear, God, but a heart of gratitude, God. So I praise you this morning. I adore you this morning because you are God of all gods. You are king of all kings, God, and I worship you, God. Father, let us be in a posture this morning, God, not of, of thinking about what will be, God, but knowing what will be, God, because of who we are in you. So, Father, I continue to praise you. I continue to glorify your name this morning, God. I praise you for the pruning. I praise you for the crushing. I praise you for taking me to the fire, God. And I pray that each and every one of us that is our heart, that's on our heart this morning, God, just a heart of thanksgiving. So thank you for allowing us to wake up in our right minds this morning, God. Thank you for the power that we possess in you, God, knowing that we are now walking in a spirit of fear, but a power of a sound mind, God, because of who we are in you, God. So Father, continue to do a new thing this morning, God. Send your word, God, to the families that are not here, God. Send your word this morning, God. Allow a fire to ignite in each and every one of us, God. Ignite that fire. So, Father, I thank you and I praise you this morning. Be with Pastor Kai as the word comes forth, God, from her lips this morning through you, God, and let it take root in each and every one of our lives, God. And let us go out and continue to be disciples. So, Father, have your way this morning, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, move and let us feel your presence this morning, God. How we adore you. We praise you and we love you, God. So I ask all these things right now in your most holy and precious name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God. Hallelujah, Lord. Yes, Lord, you're worthy, Lord. You're worthy to be praised, Father God. And I will lift up my voice to you, Father God, this morning. And I praise you, Lord. I thank you, Father God. You are awesome, Father God. Hallelujah, Lord. I just give it all to you right now, Father God. I come before you as your daughter. I come before you wide open, Father God. I come before you in reverence. I humble myself before you this morning as someone who knows nothing, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for this moment. Thank you, Father God, for my voice, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for this breath that is in my body that is yours, Father God. I don't take it for granted, Father God. I woke up this morning thanking you, Father God, that I could take a deep breath in, Father God, knowing that it is your breath, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for your love. Thank you, Father God, for just being who you are, Lord. 
Thank you, Father God, for the prayers that have gone forth, Father God. I see, Lord, that miracles are happening, Father God, and we praise your name, Father God. I thank you, Father God, that you have met us, Father God, right here with you, Father God, that we have encountered you, Father God. I thank you, Father God, for the revelations that have gone forth, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that no longer, Father God, will we be um, in the dark, Father God, but that yo, you are revealing to us things that have been uncovered in our lives, Father God, and I worship you and I thank you, Father God, and the great thing about it, Father God, is that what you're doing in our lives, Father God, is not for us, Father God, it's so that we can touch people, Father God, that we can influence people, Father God, that we can impact others, Father God, so I thank you, Father God, I thank you for what you are doing, Father God, I thank you, Father God, that when I woke up this morning, Father God, that when I had all these thoughts going, Father God, that I just gave you my burdens, Father God. Thank you for taking my burdens this morning, Father God. Thank you for being my peace. Thank you for being my comfort, Father God. Thank you for being my strength, Father God. Thank you for being my counselor. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being my best friend. Thank you, Father God, that everything that we have need of, Father God, you are it, Father God. We thank you, Father God. I can't do this without you, Father God. So I give you glory right now, Father God. I give you all the praise, Father God. I pray, Lord, that we would Right now, Father God, open up our hearts and our ears and our eyes and our minds, Father God, to receive what you have for us right now, Father God. We come with great expectations, Father God, because you are moving, Father God, and you will continue to move, Father God. I pray, Father God, that we will remember that we are not to be shaken, Father God, that now is the time to press in forward to you, Father God. I pray for anyone, Father God, that has been feeling a tug of move, pulling back from you, Father God, that now will be the time that we press in more, Father God, that now will be the time, Father God, that we just lean on you, Father God, we lean on you, you are calling us, Father God, closer, Father God, you are calling us deeper, Father God, you are calling us to mount up and to soar, Father God, and I pray, Father God, that we allow this time to allow us to be transformed, Father God, that our minds will be transformed, that our lives will be transformed, Father God, that we do it for you, Father God. God, that everything that we do is pleasing to you, Father God. And so I thank you, Father God. I just thank you, Father God. I thank you. I thank you. And I thank you, Father God. Hallelujah, Father God. We just give you all the glory and all the praise, Father God. In Jesus' name, Father God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, you are worthy. You are amazing. Um, I know I've asked this before. And y'all, let me tell you something. When I'm when we're coming on these calls, I'm telling you, it is, it is because we've been in a posture of we know nothing, um, uh, um, it's not that I'm coming every every week going, oh, God's going to speak a word to us. That, that, that's not it. But there's some things that as you all were praying, God said very specifically to all of us. So if you can come on the screen, I want to make sure that you are looking, you are hearing, that I can see your face this morning. Um, um, for some of you, like Dion, 2020 was your worst year, but it was also your best year. And, and the thing is, you can have both at the same time. You can have the worst thing happen and it, and it, and it tried to define everything else that has already happened and still see God in his goodness and still see God in his mercy and his grace and still know that God is there loving you. One of the things that God just said as we were praying, um, as we've been in this time of two weeks, the Lord said there were many of you 
who in, in, in the book of Revelation, when it talks about the seven churches, uh, um, there is a, a particular church that the Bible, that the, that the, that the Lord says was a, was a lukewarm church. They were, ne they were neither hot nor cold, but they were lukewarm. And so the Lord says this, that many of you, before we even started this two weeks, were not even in a lukewarm state. You were in just a cold state that some of you, literally the Lord said that you were almost dead that some of you were just at the point where you were almost dead, that, that you had just become cold and numb. Um, the world had just tried to literally just suck you out. Um, but the Lord said that during this two weeks, all of us have returned to a place of hot. He says, I'd, I'd rather you be either hot or cold, but not lukewarm. Some of you have been lukewarm for many years and did not know that the Bible says this, that in that state, the Lord will throw you up out of his mouth. That lukewarm is worse than than cold, right? And so some of you were cold thinking you were at the end and you don't even understand it's that lukewarm place that the Lord is, 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 will, will spit you out of his mouth. And so he's saying this, he was, I keep hearing him. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He said this, don't let the enemy steal your fire now. Don't let the enemy steal your fire now. Many of you, the Lord rekindled um, relationship, intimacy, and a fire and a zeal and a love for the Lord during this time of dedication and feasting. Some of you um, reestablished love with the Lord, and some of you came into the knowledge of the true love of God during this time. You felt the tangible presence, love, of God in your life, over your life, surrounding your life. And so he said, do not let the enemy steal your fire. Then he said this, he's going to come to steal your thermostat. Oh, Holy Spirit, I wrote it down. He said, he's gonna come to steal your thermostat. And here's the definition of a thermostat. A, therm a thermostat regulates the temperature and activates when the temperature has come to a place, has reached, right, it, it's it, a, a certain point. And so we have reached a point where the temperature has been set on hot and the enemy is going to come and try to steal your thermostat because if there is no thermostat, then you cannot adjust the temperature, right? If a thermostat doesn't exist, then, then whatever the atmosphere, if, if, if it's dropped, right? Because here's the thing, if you're on, if it's high and the heat is not still on, if you turn off the heat, the room gets cold. And so the Lord's saying he's going to try to even just take the thermostat so you can't even turn it up higher than you are right now because there's still more. There's still another level. There's still another place in God to go. You think that you're burning now? God's like, no, What I, the fire I'm about to blaze on the inside of you, the fire that I'm going to set in the church, the temperature cannot be de determined by the enemy. It has to be determined by the Lord himself. And so you cannot allow the enemy to try to steal the thermostat of your spirit, the thermostat of your heart, the thermostat of your mind, the thermostat of your soul and your body, which are all the things that we dedicated to the Lord in these weeks. And so we have to understand that even in Ephesians 6, uh, we, we should have read it. If you haven't read Ephesians 6 today, Ephesians 6 is where we're reading today. And it talks about the, the armor of God. And so this morning, as I was walking around, Ty, the Lord said this, I've given my children weapons, and yet they either refuse to use them or they use them incorrectly. And so, so many times the, 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 the children of God are talking about the full armor of God, the full armor of God, the full ar armor of God. But the Lord said today that we either reject them or we don't use them properly. We use them incorrectly because we have just um, turned it into uh, Bible knowledge or scripture that we know or scripture that we can recite, but we have not actually applied the weapons because we don't really understand the weaponry that we have been given. 
And so I just want to go over really quickly just a few points of the weaponry, and then we're going to pray because there are some of you, I'm telling you, that the fire that God is setting you, it is going to be the enemy's desire to steal your thermostat. He wants to steal the, 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 the place you've stepped back into with the Lord. He wants to steal your residency. Hear me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He wants to steal your residency. He wants to literally take your, mm, he wants to take away your passport into the kingdom because <laughs> you have to remember you left this land and went into the land of the kingdom you're part now of a kingdom culture so you had to exchange your citizenship and so here's the thing um uh, I, I thank you holy spirit it's reminding me of um of minister suzette so for a long time minister suzette had dual citizenship oh thank you holy spirit she is from belize but she moved to the united states she had two passports and just in the last year uh minister suzette she decided to give up her Belizean passport, and now she has just her U.S. passport, correct? So for a long time, hear, hear us, we all have been trying to live in, in dual citizenship, where we have still tried to live in the flesh and, re, and live there and live in the spirit. But here is the time where you are gonna have to give up your citizenship in the world. And you will have to fully decide that you are a citizen of the kingdom. You can no longer hold two passports. You can no longer hold two residencies. He says you are in this world, but you are not of it. But many of you this week, you laid down your residency in the world. Many of you this week traded the old nature for the new nature. And because you did that, the enemy is coming to try to steal not just your thermostat but your citizenship because now when you are firmly planted in the citizenship of the kingdom you 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 now step into the identity that you that was always yours not the false identity not the person you pretended to be not the mask that you wore but the person God designed created and defined you to be before the foundations of the world and so it is imperative that you do not let him sift you as wheat it is imperative that you know how to use the weaponry that he's given us in Ephesians 6 it is imperative that you understand darkness in that text is not just about witchcraft and 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 demons it's also about moral darkness that many of us lived in moral darkness because of the choices that we made and you one choice away from going right back to moral darkness it is a choice every day for you to stay in the things of god a choice every day to read the word of god a choice every day to hear the voice of god a choice every day to stay with the people of god because the world will lure us with very attractive things very th things that keep us comfortable but as pastor alex always says god does not work in our comfortability so at the moment you are starting to get comfortable you need to say god grow me now god 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 transform me now because I cannot stay here because there's another place that you need me to go to. You need me to grow to. Come on, because God is growing us to different places. So right now you've got to decide, will I stay in the posture of dual residency or will I fully step into and accept the citizenship of the kingdom? Which means there are mandates from the king, which means that they, I have to obey the king's commands, which means I cannot argue with the king because I'm not the king, which means whatever the king says, I have to follow. Whatever the king says, I have to do. Whatever the king wants, I have to become it. Wherever the king says, go, I gotta go. And whenever the king says move, I've got to move without hesitation or reservation. I can't keep trying to outthink what the king is saying because the king is the master and the owner of my life because the king has already set the tone and set the environment of the kingdom. And because it, here's the thing, because I am a prince or a princess in the kingdom, my inheritance is great. 
And many of us are keep trying to side or play or teeter totter into a, a dual, dual residency. And like, like, like Evie Suzette had to do, you got to come to a place where you go, you know what? No, 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 no. I actually live here now. I actually reside here now. I actually, I no longer am going to keep myself looking at what was and, and looking at what is and, and, and let what was still be a part of where I am now. And many of us, because what was, was, was how we grew up. What was, was what they taught us. What was, is where I'm from. No, that's not where you're from. You're a foreigner to this land, the Bible says. We're foreigners to this land. Where we're from is heaven. Where we're from is God. Where we're from is, is Jesus. Where we're of is the Holy Spirit. You need to understand that you are settled and set and firmed in the kingdom. And so you cannot let the enemy steal your temperature, your thermostat now. You got to a place hot this week. You got to a place you've never been before. Your heart was 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 broken this week because you realized some things about yourself that you were like, whoa, 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 this doesn't line up with what God says. This week, you all came into agreement with what God says about you, what God has for you. Some of you, you, you never even read the word, heard the word, or studied the word like this this week. And you were like, oh my God, I, I've just been reading the word. I've never even really allowed the word to get deep down and to talk to me about me. I've never sat quietly and listened to the word for faith come by hearing, hearing the word. I've never read the word this way. I've never studied the word this way. The word's never been highlighted this way. And so it ignites something in you. It stirred something up in you. Some of you were crushed this week because you realized that you weren't as loving as you thought, compassionate as you thought, kind as you thought. You weren't the great person you would posted yourself up to be but now God says yes but now you will be great in me it's not about being great in this world it's about being great in me because greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world and so God has done a new thing don't let the enemy steal it now don't let him take away your new ID card you know this year all of us got to get new identification cards the new ID right it doesn't work anymore at a certain time, they extended it because of COVID. But last October, if you did not have that new ID, your identification was not sure. But Jesus has come and given us a new ID card, a new identification. Every time someone's name was changed in the Bible, it was to denote the character that they had become, not the character they had been. And many of us are still walking into the character of our yesterday and not standing in the character of our true identity in God. You trying to still, still talk the same and walk the same and be the same, and it don't work in the kingdom. And so before he spit you out, you need to understand that God has ignited a fire in you and you got to keep that fire ablaze. You got to keep it burning. Even when, when it feels like you're about to just fail, you better call somebody and, and you better get in your word. You better listen to the word so that you can keep that flame of fire for God ignited and, and, and burning consistently. And so let's talk about these things that we need when it, it talks about the armor of God. You don't even have to go to the scripture. I'm just going to talk real quick and then we're going to let God move. Okay. So Ephesians 6 talks about the armor of God. It says this, it says that the armor allows us I love this, allows you to make a stand against the enemy schemes, right? The enemy schemes. So uh, uh, the complete armor God allows us to do this, stand still, stand ready, and stand firm. You got to be standing still. Bible says this, be still and know that I am God above the heavens and the earth. Too many of us are not standing still long enough. We want to run so fast and we have not let God finish. So we have to stand still. We have to stand firm, which means we are not shaken. 
We are not easily moved out of position, but we stand firm. And then you got to stand ready, not get ready, stand ready. Too many of us are still talking about, I got to get ready. And God's like, no, no, I have no more time for my children to get ready. I need you to stand ready. I've given you enough word. You've heard enough. Like Dion pray, we've heard the word. Now, what are you going to do with it? How are you going to apply it? And the way to apply it is to stand ready, stand firm and stand still. And he says this, and you're doing this against you're not just standing to stand, you're standing firm, standing ready, standing still against the enemy's schemes. And the schemes are the deceit and craftiness of the enemy. I love this. It's the, um, it's a, it's, it's, originate the original evil doing. That's Satan ha is the originator of evil doing. You need to understand this. He originated evil doing. Okay. And it's the deceit and craftiness. Some of us, we were deceitful people. We're real crafty. We're, little, we're, little, we're good at scheming. So you know what that looks like. But God said you're to stand firm, ready, and still against the deceit and craftiness, this, uh, the originator of evil doing Satan himself. And then he says we're standing against darkness, moral darkness, and physical darkness. It's the principles of sin that we stand against that gives certain results. You know what sin, you know what sin looked like, resulted like in your life. You know what sin resulted. Come on, just take two seconds to remember what sin, the results of sin in your life. For some of you, there are still results of your sin that still are living with you now because the, the, the weight of the sin that you were in had lasting effects. Oh, but God comes, God comes with redemption and restoration and revival for us all. And it says not only darkness, but evil, uh, wickedness and cr it's criminal. The 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 evil is like a, like a criminal who has committed a crime, and it is it is painful. This type of evil, and it says that we're to do this having everything. Again, we stand in the same stand, and it says stand firm with. So a lot of times we quote the scripture, where to stand, what do we stand? Then you stand. No, you stand firm with something. You don't just stand. You have to stand firm with this, the belt of truth which is sincerity, divine truth revealed to man. You have to have the breastplate of righteousness. Oh, I love this. The breastplate of righteousness is a result of obeying God. It means this, the breastplate, when a breastplate is worn, it protects the chest and extends all the way to the hips. And so it protects the heart and the emotions. The breastplate is about protecting your decision-making. Many of us don't make good decisions we make poor decisions because we don't have the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness resulting from obeying God. So you thought that this was just going to protect your heart and protect, you know, your heart when it's protected and your emotions are protected, allow you to be decisive people who make godly decisions and not move on emotion and not move on want to, what I want to, what I want to have, what I want to do, but move on what God is speaking and what God is saying. The readiness of the gospel of peace, it's the foundation, the readiness, the preparedness. Here's also that peace is the wholeness that joins us together. It's about wholeness. It's about us not being separated, but being whole within ourselves and whole as a body. And then the shield of faith. I love this. The shield. I know y'all look at, think, probably look at that scripture. And you think about a, a, a fighter. You think about the shield that he used to protect himself, but that's not what this shield is. This shield is a gate or a door. It's full protection from a full on attack. It's like a full door, like a, like a garage door, right? It, it's not just a little shield that you move like this. It's a door or a gate that gives full and optimal protection. 
right? And it's the shield of faith. This door is built in on faith. It's the in-working faith. It protects the whole of the believer, not just parts of you, but all of you. And it's covering the whole person in spiritual warfare. So you need the shield of faith. You need this gate of faith, the door of faith. You need this full protection that is steeped and rooted and comes from faith so that when the spiritual attacks come, you are fully covered. Okay, come on. Then it moves on to uh, the helmet of salvation. Mm. And let, let me go back. I love this. Here's the thing that the shield of faith does. It extinguishes the flaming arrows of the enemy. So if you have a full door and the enemy is shooting arrows, he can't even penetrate you. That's when this scripture comes. Uh, um, um, uh, the weapons may form, but they will not prosper. So he literally said he forms these darts, they, they shoot them. But this door, the spiritual door, the shield of faith is literally extinguishing them. It literally stops the fire from getting to you. And here's the great thing, the fire, it, here's what the enemy wants to do with the flame of fire. He's trying to extinguish your fire, but with your faith, you extinguish the fire that he's trying to, to devour you with. And that's why you got to stay in a posture of faith, not just, I believe, but faith, a firm persuasion, a conviction that says God is, God is not just what God does, but God is. And who is he? He is love. He's powerful. He's merciful. He is strong. He is faithful. And then the helmet of salvation. And I know you think of a helmet, you just think about something you put on your head. I know, I know. But the helmet of salvation is about the headship and the rule of the Lord. I know, because when we look at this, we just look at the, 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 we just look at it with the words and we don't really, really study it out. But it's the head, the rulership of the Lord and the Lord's saving grace, the applied salvation. Like Dion said, you got to apply. Do you know you have to apply your salvation? You can't just stand in it and brag about it. You got to apply it. Salvation is to be applied, not only accepted, but then applied. And then the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, the sword. It's called uh, when you when you read it in the in in the Greek, it's the slaughter knife, <laughs> the the slaughter knife, the slaughter knife of the of the spirit, the pneuma, the wind, the breath of God, which is the word. That word is not logos written, but it's rhema. It is rhema, the utterance, the spoken word by the living voice of God, and it's hearing of faith, the living word of God spoken to you that ignites faith in you. That is the sword of the spirit, which is the word, the rhema of God. And then he says this, pray in the spirit and stay alert. Pray, offering prayers led by the spirit, led by the Holy Spirit, the breath and the wind of God. And he says, stay alert, keep awake, keep awake. And do you know the hardest thing to do in this hour? Come on, let's be real. COVID, the, the not understanding, remembering the days, time running through. The hardest thing that it is for us right now is to stay awake naturally and spiritually because life right now just kind of seems to be running together things are happening at such a, a rapid race sometimes you just like i just want to go to bed and wake up and hope it's a new day come on i know many of you have felt like that 2020 made some of us want to just sleep for months and wake up and hope that everything had changed or that what happened didn't really happen we tried to numb ourselves and just fall fall asleep but god says i need you to pray in the spirit and i need you to stay alert 
I need you to stay alert because the enemy is coming to steal your thermostat. He's coming to steal your citizenship. He's coming to devour you and he's seeking whom he may devour. And you cannot allow yourself any longer to not understand the weapons that you have been given to fight a battle and be successful and win the battle. God is fighting for you and he's fighting with you, but he's also giving you weapons to fight for yourself, to fight against the enemy schemes. And if we don't know how to use these weapons properly, if we just keep reading things and not understanding what we're reading, if we are not studying the word to show ourselves approved, we will be devoured, we will be defeated, and the church will never become what she was created to be. If we are to be hope for a world, then we have to be first healed within ourselves. And the way to be healed is to understand what the word is saying and allow it to take root inside of your life first personally so that then you can extend it to the rest of the world globally. And so we can no longer misuse or reject the weapons of God. Stuff starts happening and we try to figure out how to fight. He gave you weapons, use the weapons. We're trying to figure things out. Stop and say, Lord, I don't know what to do, but I know that you've given me armor. And so, Lord, let me use my armor correctly. Lord, I don't know what, what's happening right now, but I know that you're real and you're with me. God, fight with me. Lord, right now, all I know to do is to lift my hands because I know just like in the moment when the battle was going and Aaron and her began to lift, when, when Moses lifted his hands, he won the battle. When he got tired, he had Aaron and her to lift his hands and continue, Lord. And every time his hands were up in a place of surrender, he was winning. God has given us tools that sometimes all you got to do is stop and just lift your hands and begin to worship God. It's not about your talking all the time. Sometimes it's just prayer. Prayer is a weapon. He says, pray. after he lifts this armor, he then says, pray in the spirit and stay awake. Staying awake and praying are, are weapons. They're weapons. And too often we're just praying for things we want and don't realize that prayer is a weapon. We're trying to stay, talking about staying awake and being alert, having discernment. Discernment is a weapon. <laughs> discernment is a weapon and many of us lack discernment because we are so self-centered oh thank you holy spirit many of us lack discernment because we are self-centered we are so worried about what's going on with us that we can't even see the things that are happening around us what god is doing for us and what what's what what, what god is showing us in the midst of let me tell you something every conversation i go into while they're talking i'm listening to what god is saying through them and what god is not saying I listen to what they're saying and what they're not saying. You got you to gotta discern even what a person is saying. You got to discern their intents and their motives. You got to discern the environment. You got to discern the season. And so many of us are, are losing and being devoured because our discernment is weak. And our discernment is weak because we are eye-focused and not God-focused. And we can no longer be I, 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 me, 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 me. This ain't about you. That, 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 that moment isn't about you. <laughs> What's happening isn't just about you. And we're so focused on what they did to me, what they said about me, what they think about me. What does God say about you? What does God think about you? And if you know what he says then stand in what he says and be silent and God will fight for you and God will show and reveal. But so often we're trying to fix a thing and, and fight a thing and, 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 and defend ourselves. And God is saying, I'm your defender. Do you trust me? And in your trying to defend, you let the enemy steal and change the thermostat of your spirit and your heart. And so Father, this morning, thank you, Holy Spirit. We declare that we will not be people that allow the enemy to snatch our thermostats. 
the Lord, this week, you set us back on fire. You set us on fire. If you can get on screen, get on screen. I don't know about anybody else, but God set us on fire this week. And God, I will not let, come on, I will not let the enemy steal my fire. I will not let the enemy steal my praise. I will not set, let the enemy steal my deliverance. I will not let the enemy steal my hope. I will not let the enemy steal my joy. I will not let the enemy steal my faith. I will not let the enemy steal my position in God. I will not let the enemy steal my time with the Lord, the intimacy that I've come to know with the Lord. I will not let the enemy steal my time in the word. I will not let the enemy steal God, the goodness and the mercy that I receive and that I know is real. I will not let the enemy steal what I've learned. I will not let the enemy steal what I know. And I will not let the enemy deceive me about what I don't know. I will not let the enemy win in my life another day because there've been days where he won. And there were days where I let him win. There were days where I closed my eyes and I wasn't alert. There were days when I gave up discernment. There were days when I gave up hope, but no longer will I be there. I know it's been hard. I know it hurts, but oh God, you are greater than the hurt. You are greater than the pain. And God, you have seen me through everything, danger seen and unseen. You've seen me through the greatest losses and the and, and the greatest praises. Lord, you have been a testament in my life. And I thank you that even now miracles are beginning to be released because I refuse to allow the enemy to snatch my miracle. I refuse the enemy. I refuse to let the enemy take me from my promise. I will not be Moses and be right at the end and not make it over, not make it through. I refuse, Lord, to not do what you're saying. I refuse to interpret what you're saying. I refuse another day, God, to stand in the place of religion. And I will stand in a place of relationship where your rhema can speak to me, where your logos lives in me. And I thank you, Lord, that I will be a living epistle that men will read of. I thank you, Lord, that I will be a man of God. I thank you that I will be a man of faith. I thank you that I will raise my family and be the head of my family. I thank you, Lord, that I will be a man that my children's children's children can emulate because I emulated the father. I thank you that my faith speaks well of me as a man of God. I thank you, Lord, that my words are seasoned with grace. I thank you as a man of God, I'm standing at the helm and I am leading and directing my family through prayer, through supplication. I thank you, Lord, that as a man of God, I'm a pillar in the body. I thank you, Lord, that you are not allowing me to be devoured any longer by my emotions. I thank you, Lord, that no longer will I sit in the seat of what the world says a man is, but I will sit in the seat of what a man of God is. I thank you that my inheritance is with the Lord. I thank Thank you, Lord, that I have a family, Lord, that is, is cared and covered by you and that you are giving me strength and the, and the way to cover them. I thank you, Lord, that you are the source and you allow me to be a resource in my home. I thank you, Lord, that you lead God and direct every one of my decisions, that I will be a man who is decisive and not indecisive. I will be a man of prayer, a man of praise, and a man of worship. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that young men around me will come and ask, what is it about me? And I will direct them to you. I thank you, Lord, that you will allow me to touch places I've never been because of those that I will pour into. That, Lord, it's not just my seed directly, but the seed in other young men's lives that you are bringing around me. I thank you, Lord, that I will be a man that honors you, who is not afraid to cry before you and worship you. 
I thank you, Lord, that I'm a woman of faith, that I'm a woman of God, Lord, who desires and thirsts after you. I thank you, Lord, that I'm a woman who will not fail or fall into these, these terms that of, of women empowerment and feminism, but that, Lord, I stand as a biblical woman in biblical womanhood, that, Lord, I, I obey your commands, that I am quiet in nature, but, Lord, my voice is loud, that, Lord, whenever I need to speak with to about you or for you, I will not be muted. I will not play it small. I will not run. I will not coward. I thank you, Lord, that I am here as a lifter and a helpmeet, Lord. And so I thank you, Father, that you have positioned me in the body, Lord, to help the church and to be a to be women of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. To not be women who are gossipy or backbiting. Not to be women, Lord, who are who are jealous or envious. But Lord, I thank you that I honor my sisters. I honor those of women of God that are around me. I look to them, God, for guidance and help. I do not let, God, what happened in the world stand in, stand in the way of me being in community with women who are like-minded. I thank you, Lord, that I will not fear the enemy. I thank you, Lord, that you have called me uh, blessed, Lord. I thank you. Be it unto me according to your word, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you are with me wherever I go. I thank you, Lord, that as a woman of God, Lord, that I will honor men of God, that I will not defame them, that I will not destroy their character. I will not uh, emasculate them, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that every man of God in my life, I will honor and speak well of. I will bless and encourage them. I thank you, Lord, that my mouth will not be a weapon against anyone, Lord. I thank you that you've called us to be nurturers, Lord. I thank you that you have called us, Lord, to walk with you and to walk before others, Lord, leading them to your throne. I thank you, Lord, that the word in my mouth will be hidden in my heart that I might not sit against you. I thank you, Lord, that the wisdom that you've given me is not to not to promote myself, but to promote you. Lord, we will not fall prey to this moment of me too. Oh, Holy Spirit that we will not fall prey to this, this moment of me too, because God, we, we understand the, the attacks that have come against women, but we are women, Lord, that will show a greater way, another way, a way to Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that today all of us are choosing the right side. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For so long, we have been just, we've been choosing um, a side based on the situation. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And today God says, in every step that we choose, we choose the right side, which is the, to be in right standing with God, to be in righteousness with God, to be in fellowship with God, to serve God, to honor God, to follow his commandments, to follow his decrees, to live a life that pleases him because it is faith that pleases him, to be faithful people with faithful tongues, faithful eyes, ooh, faithful minds, faithful ears, that we will not just give way to, to idle conversation or foolish television, that we will be careful about what we listen to and what we see that each of us is on a different level god we're we're each growing at different rates lord but we are growing together and so i thank you for this body part of the body represented here i thank you for the, the for the feet here the the neck here the eyes here the ears here the the mouths here i thank you for the chest here and the the, the legs here i thank you for every part of this body that is represented here lord and i ask lord that you would give them clear clear revelation about the part they are so that they play their part well in serving you that if you're the foot then you are the one that causes us the body to stand firmly so you all have to be someone who stands firmly 
If you are the neck, then you're holding the head up. Oh, and you can't just be turning any way quickly because you could cause the head to have whiplash. Oh, thank you, Lord. And so I thank you, Lord, that our, if I'm the neck, then I'm fixed in place and I turn as the hurt, the head leads us to turn, the head being Christ, head of the church. We thank you, Lord, that you are head of the church and we are not. We thank you that you are God and we are not. And we ask God that you would take off all our ego, all our pride, all our, 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 our God mindsets, our God complex that, ooh, I'm gonna put, thank you, Holy Spirit. I pray for every man in his home that has had a God complex in his home who has tried to lead his house as if he were God. Ah, uh, thank you, Holy Spirit, that God is not calling you to be him. He's calling you to model him. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you for every woman that in her home has tried to play God, has tried to manipulate uh, ways and things that she wanted, um, who's tried to be deceptive in getting what she wanted. And I thank you, Lord, that we will no longer do that, that we will only speak what you speak, only say what you say. And that, Lord, we will be careful with our words because in this hour, again, you said we will have what we say. So, Lord, close our mouths. Oh, bridle our tongues. Thank you, James. Bridle our tongues, Lord, that we may not speak out of turn, that we may not speak as a confused people that then confuse people. Oh, Holy Spirit. I'm going to say that again. Lord, help us to not speak as a confused person that then creates and 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 bursts a confused people. The Lord, the church has been confused for far too long. We've been confused about denominations. We've been confused about doctrine. But Lord, your word is your word. There is no denomination. There is just the word of God. There is no denomination. There is just the heart of God, the word of God, the commandments of God, that you no longer want a divided church. You want a unified church. And so Lord, start with us. Keep us unified. Keep us together and keep us bound by your word. Oh, Rabasi. Come on, let's just begin to worship the Lord this morning. We thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord, that we are not people who care about political affiliation because, Lord, like we said this morning, our citizenship is in the kingdom. And so I thank you, Lord, regardless of what, ha ever, what happened this week, you are the king on the throne. No matter who's president, you are God of this world. That, oh, I thank you, Lord, that you have everything in your hand because you are sovereign, which means no matter what is happening, you're in control. So I thank you, Lord, for those that are so excited about what's happening but lord there are still things happening that they can't see there is still evil around the corner and if the church doesn't stay awake oh rabbi 2020 will look like 2021 will look like 2020 so church rise up and begin to pray church rise up and begin to fast church rise up and begin to see the salvation of the lord is at hand but he is calling for the church to wake up so lord let us not fall asleep 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 let us not go backward and inward lord but let us live live out boldly and pray for those things, God, that you are asking us to pray. In the beginning of Ephesians 6, it tells us, Lord, that we are to obey our masters, to obey the leaders, Lord. There are leaders and laws of this land, Lord, but if they are to obey God, then the church has to pray for them. And so I thank you, Lord, that we are praying for our leaders in this in this country, Lord, in this world, Lord, that we're praying for the new president, new vice president, Lord, that we place them in your hand and under your care, Lord, but that our allegiance and that our devotion is to you. That, Lord, it does not matter. It is to you, Lord. And so we ask you, God, to rest, rule, and abide in the United States of America. How do they say, in God, we trust, and yet we don't trust you? And so, Lord, let us be people that live to trust you, people that live to love you, people that live to serve you. That, Lord, we will no longer talk po po political talk, but we will talk the language of the kingdom. 
oh, I know that's gonna be hard for some of you. Ah, some of you have gotten over this year into political debates and God says, shame on you for that. Some of you went back and forth about who president, not this president. And God said, did I tell you to speak? It's not for you to argue. It's for you to stand. Stand how? Stand firm. Oh, thank you, Lord. It's for you to represent me well. It's for you to highlight me when man wants to highlight everything else. It's for you to glorify me when man is trying to glorify everything else. And it is no longer for you to go back and forth with people about things that that uh, hear me things that discredit your when you hear me the holy spirit say most of you didn't even realize you discredited your faith when you got into those arguments that when you begin to have those conversations you discredited your faith you discredited your position in god because you started to sound like them and yet you were trying to get them you were trying to act as if you wanted to give them a worldview when you needed to give them a jesus view Ooh, my God, it's no more about a worldview. We need to give the world a Jesus view. We need to give them a Jesus view, a God view, a Holy Spirit view. And so stop trying to have arguments because you're so smart and you're intellectually inclined. God says, you know nothing. And so when you know nothing, you need to pray and ask me what you need to say. When they come to you with these conversations and questions, you don't have an opinion. You only have the word of the Lord. And so I thank you, Lord, that we are not swayed by opinion. We are not swayed by ego or intellect, but God, that our opinion, that what we say, how we answer will always be based upon what your word says and what you desire us to speak. Lord, let us not open our mouths before it's time. Let us not speak before it's time. Let us not, oh, Holy Spirit. God says, some of you have allowed anger to be stirred up in you and you didn't realize it discredited your faith. It discredited your ministry. Because there are some of you who have allowed anger, you, you, you've allowed anger and, and, and fast talking and, and words to come out and spill and you had no idea that it was, it was literally diminishing your witness that you had done, ah, there was some of you who did a great work and in a moment, your anger or the way of your tone literally stopped ministry from going forth. And the enemy had his way because of our response or our reaction. And a lot of us have, um, have had tempers. A lot of us have had ego. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Some of you guys said you, you, the way that you speak or the way that you, um, the way that you correct has been in a place of ego and uh, machismo for some of you. There's some, oh, Holy Spirit. God is saying for men, be careful how you come across, especially to, the, to your daughters or young women in your lives. God is saying he needs you to not sound like men in the world. You can't speak my word, but then demonstrate ooh, an angry man, um, a, 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 ooh, a, a violent man or a, a man for someone that, to fear. So even when it doesn't feel like you did it, if it felt like that to them, you need to repent in Jesus name. Oh, I thank you, Holy Ghost. And even women, there's some of you who've had just the spirit of anger because of things that have happened to you and you have allowed it to bleed on other people. Anger, God is trying to, oh, he's talking about anger this morning. I don't know who this is 
forward. But many of us in our frustration, in our desire for someone to get it, we want them to get it. We've had our language has come out frustrated or sound um, sounded harsh or it has sounded angry. And even if that wasn't our intent, God said it, it diminished your witness. And allowing you to bring the frustration to me, you allowed it to bleed on other people. You allowed it to affect other people. Allowing you to, to instead of you casting your cares on me, it, it, it wounded other people. Mm, and God is saying that there are going to be people that we're going to have to, and not in and, and, and times coming, not yet, because he's got to deal with that place in you first. But he said, there's times coming that there are going to be people we're going to have to apologize to. Some of our kids we're going to have to apologize to. Because the Bible says this, it, it says it in, in, in Ephesians 6, do not provoke your children to anger. Or it'll say, do not exasperate them to anger. And many of us in, in just our, in our here's, here's what we say. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I just wanted them to get it. I needed them to understand. We don't even realize what, we, what we've put on them or the way it's been presented. It is causing them to be like about Jesus himself. And your intention and your motive, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm hearing the Holy Spirit. Your heart, your intention was right. But your frustration about a thing because you let it go for too long. Or your, or or just, or, or just your your stance, you, the parent or the authority or the husband or the wife or the whatever has caused you to speak things so violently, so harsh, that it has torn down your witness. We have to be careful how we say things. Be careful how we say things because the church in this hour has to be the voice again for the world it cannot be a voice that is ignored but a voice that is heard over every other voice it is noisy out there and the lord says i need my church to return my voice and to release my voice above the noise Thank you, Holy Spirit. And so come on, let's just pray this morning. Father, we just thank you. We honor you. We bless you, God. Lord, we thank you that we know we're not always right. But God, it is, our, it is, it is, it is now our desire. It is our desire, God, to do things according to your word and according to the way that you call us to be. God, keep breaking us down to the point that everything we've ever been doesn't exist. See, the Holy Spirit says when he begins to tear us down, when he begins to ruin us for his glory, for his rebuilding, what happens is, is the foundations that we were actually born into, the generation, generational lines that we were born into, some dysfunctions that we were born into, <laughs> some toxicity that we were a part of, some abuses that we endured. There were some of you who were never supposed to go to prison. 
Ooh, but the but but certain faulty fault lines that you were on, hmm, certain foundations that you grew into created in you a hardness and a and a and a survival mechanism that that dictated that you had to do things for your survival. You had to do things for your well-being. You had to do things to maintain and to and to maintain your your family, your community. Uh, that that it was a that the position woo that you were always supposed to be a leader. You were just a leader in the wrong clan. Jesus, that some of your uh, lineage, um, even though you were loved well by your mama, uh, there was still a need to be loved, to be seen, to be a part of. And then there were some of you who were just natural born leaders and your leadership, you didn't understand that your leadership was supposed to be for the Lord. But even when you didn't want the leadership, everybody surrounded themselves, looked at you and said, how do we do this? Where do we go? What do we do? And the enemy deceived you into thinking that you needed to lead in this way. But I want to say this to you, that you were always designed to lead for him. You were always designed, designed to gather people. You gather men at rapid rates. Ooh, I'm talking to some men right now. There are some of you that even when you were young, you were wondering why everybody was following you, why everybody wanted to be where you were, why everyone would call you and ask what to do, how to do it. You, your mind was so sharp. You knew, like, let me tell you, you could you could make a thing happen without even thinking about it. Your, the, the strategies, the, the, the creativity, the blueprints just were downloaded so quickly. And you didn't know at that time that it was for good because the enemy had allowed you to see how to, to use your wit for craftiness, your, your wisdom for deception. And God says, understand that that same gift is still upon you to lead for me. Don't allow that time, the, the, the lockup, the, 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 the record to make you think that you are not still supposed to lead and gather men for my glory and my kingdom. And guess what? Everyone you gathered then, God said, you could gather now for me. They'd still follow you. And it, it, hear me, that God was just talking real quick about those who, who've gone to prison, but there are some of you, you don't even realize. I'm telling you, 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 you've always been like, why are all these people around me? Why do people keep coming to me? I just want to be by myself. I don't want to talk to a whole lot of people. I don't want to do a whole lot of things. You were designed to gather for him. You were designed to lead for him. Stop pushing people away. Stop trying to hide. God says, this is not the season to hide. Come out, come forth. This is not the season. They've always been attracted to you because I was in you. It wasn't you. It was me in you. You just didn't know I was there then. But now that you know I'm there, stop trying to hide yourself because when you do, you hide me. Woo! Every time you try to hide yourself, every time you mute yourself, every time you play it small, you're not hiding you. You're hiding the God in you. You're hiding the fire of God in you. You're hiding the word of God in you. And people are looking for the God himself, the word, the light, the fire, the love of God. And stop trying to, I hear the Holy Spirit say, stop trying to gather in your own strength. I don't need you to gather them. They will gather to you if you're where I call you to be. Some of you are trying to make things happen. And God say, just stand still. 
Stand firm, stand ready. I'm bringing them to you. I'm bringing them to you. I'm bringing them to you. But if you have not been prepared, hear me, if you have not been prepared, you will cause them to perish. It'll look good for a moment. Ooh, it'll look good for a moment. But the character that I have not finished in you will cause them to perish later. Let him finish in you. Let him finish in you. God is doing something. Guys, I'm telling you, miracles. This ain't no, and hear what I'm saying. I know a lot of people be like, miracle signs and wonders, miracle signs. And I ain't talking about that. When I'm telling you this right now, you are the miracle. You are the sign and you are the wonder. God has done wondrous things in your life. I don't know about you, but I know he's done some things that have blown my mind. I still wonder. I wonder how I'm here. I wonder how and why he would use me. God has, I am a miracle literally a miracle, literally a miracle. I should not be here, not figuratively, literally. And there are signs in my life and he keeps proving time after time. When I look around, there are signs. Me sitting here in my dad's office is a sign that he is good. Me preaching in my father's office who is right now struggling with his faith is a sign. Hear me, God is doing major things in your life. Do not despise these small beginnings because they're about to turn into huge mountains of revival, mountains of transformation. Pastor T and I were talking this week and we just started to talk about just these things that God has said to each of us that were so mind blowing that had us to the floor. And here's the thing, Every day, if you let him, he should ruin you every day. <laughs> every day, his ruining puts in a new, a new brick of rebuilding. He's ruining the old to rebuild the new. You don't even know how, how big, how great you are. And he's like, I want to show you. If you just let me ruin what was and rebuild what's, what is. I'm rebuilding you. I mean, let me tell you something. We're not just, you ever seen the movie Transformer? You know how it goes from one thing to another thing. That's what transformation looks like. You might be, you might be the, 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 the yellow bug, but you turn into the bumble, the bu right? You might be bumblebee, but you turn into this massive. That's what God is. He said, right now, it looks so small to you. You look small to you. You think you don't have it all together. You don't. <laughs> you don't. You think you're not worthy. You're not. You're chosen. <laughs> you don't think you know what to do. You don't. You try to figure out the plan. Why? It's not yours. It's his. He knows the plan. All these things that we're trying to do. And he said, you're missing it. If you would just wait to become what I need you to become at the moment, I need you to become it. Because here's the thing. The, the transformer cars stay the car until they need to become. And you've been a car. Ooh, thank you, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit says we've been a car, but here's the difference between the transformers and you. When God transforms a thing, it never go back to being the thing it was. When he transforms a thing, it never goes back to being what it was. So we can't go back. You don't have a choice. 
well, let me say this. You do have a choice. You can choose because you got free will. But here's the thing. You shouldn't want the choice. You shouldn't want the choice. You shouldn't want to go back. I don't. I don't ever want to be that car again, ever. Because guess what? The car doesn't have the capabilities that the transformer does. The car can't fight the enemy like the transformer does. The car can't fly, soar, Evie, like the transformer does. The car can't even, can't even carry what the car does. And guess what? The transformer is the only one that actually can rescue and save and recover. And the transformer is the thing that removes you from just being ordinary. Cause see a car, cars, everybody got a car. <laughs> no matter what kind of car, you could have a really nice car, but still a car. But when you become the transformer, you're no longer ordinary. You're a peculiar people, a royal priesthood. I don't wanna be ordinary. I wanna look like everybody else. I wanna be exactly who I've been created to be, designed to be so that I can function for God as he's always deemed it so. So Father, we thank you. We want to be transformers. Never again to be cars. <laughs> On just the road, chugging along, thinking, thinking because my car is shiny, I'm the shiny car. I'm the prettier car. Because some of you have felt like you a pinto and you had no idea. I'm being serious. Some of you felt like a pinto. Some of you felt, you know, like a like a like, like a used car. And God was like, no, 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 no. You're not used, baby. You royal you're part of a, a kingdom and you, you're in you're in the kingdom I, I'm your daddy you're not used and you are not used up you're just getting started and so father we thank you today we honor you today we thank you lord that we will use our weapons wisely and we will use them well we thank you lord that we will we will stand firm ready and still against the enemy's craftiness, his deceitfulness. The God we will not allow moral or physical darkness, the principles of sin to overtake us. We will not allow evil wickedness to consume us, but Lord, having everything to stand, we stand firm, stand still, stand ready with the belt of truth, with the sincerity, with the, with the, the, the truth, the facts that are divine truth revealed to man that we, we, we have the breastplate of righteousness that protects, protects the heart and the emotions, protects our decision-making. And that the results of this breastplate are obedience to God. That we have a readiness of the gospel of peace that our foundation and our preparedness is to give the good news so that the body is joined together in wholeness and that we are joined together in wholeness with you that we take on the shield of faith, the gate, the door, this full protection, the inworking of faith that protects the believer, Lord, that you yourself, Lord, are the shield. And that the shield of faith, God, extinguishes the flaming arrows of the enemy. Lord, we place on the helmet of salvation, which is the ruler, the Lord himself, and we apply salvation daily. And then the sword of the spirit, the slaughter knife of the wind and breath of God that is the rhema. 
We will pray in the spirit and we will stay alert. We thank you, Lord, that you are transforming us. No longer cars, but uniquely crafted, royal chosen people of God. We honor you, we love you, and we thank you this morning. Now, God, we, we just ask that you would continue to fill us up to overflowing. God, deal with those places that you highlight. If there's anger and frustration that is coming out in our actions and our words, God, we repent now. Show us, Lord, how to speak differently, how to respond instead of react, how to represent you well, even, even that, so that our, our ministry, our, our witness is not diminished. We need discernment, God. I know everybody talks about a gut check or intuition. Nah, we need discernment. <laughs> the Bible talks about discernment because your gut could be wrong. <laughs> and so, Father, help us. Help us, help us, help us to be more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Are there any questions, comments, or concerns? Thank you for joining us on another episode of the K-How Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.